Maeser Sheni, Perikei, Mishnah Gimel, 5.3. We've already seen that Ravai, fourth-year produce, has similar halachas to Maeser Sheni, inasmuch as it has to be eaten in Yerushalayim, and you can, before going to Yerushalayim, you can redeem it and put it onto coins, or bring the coins instead and spend the money over there. The question is, how far does the connection between and similarities between Maeser Sheni and Ravai go? So, Beishamai holds, essentially, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, all the way. The Pazak refers to Ravai as, as Kodesh Hilulim, Lashem. It's holy, Kodesh Hilulim, for praises to Hashem. And the Pazak also, when it refers to Maeser Sheni, refers to it as being Kodesh. Both those words Kodesh seem superfluous to the point that Egzerah Shava, a connection can be made between the two. And the halachas from Maeser Sheni are learned to Ravai. That's Beis Hillel Shita. Beis Shammai says no. There is no such Gazer um, Shava. They're not, they are not connected at all. He makes a separate drasha altogether that the strange choice of words Hilulim, praises, is also able to be um, used for drasha for Chilul, that you are Mechalel, you can deconsecrate or you must deconsecrate the Ravai produce prior to eating it outside of Yushalayim. But other connections don't apply. Beishamai further hold that the Ravai produce is Maman Bailam. It belongs, it's the property of the farmer himself, the owner of the produce. Whereas Beishil hold that it's like Maeser Sheni, and it's Maman Gavoa. It's the property of Hashem, so to speak, as it did like Hektesh. And it's just that while it's Hashem's property, Ravai, he appoints the farmer, the Bailam, as the trustee and invites, Hashem invites that that Bailam, that owner, uh, to partake of God's bounty in Yerushalayim, eating God's food. So because of those differences, the Mishnah discusses other halacha that are peculiar to Maeser Sheni. Specifically here, we'll talk first about Chomesh and Biur. You'll recall that Chomesh is the requirement to add an extra 25% in the event that one is redeeming his own Maeser Sheni produce on his own coins. And we'll see according to Beis Hill, since the lachas really commute from Maeser Sheni to Ravai, so that principle of Chomesh will also apply, meaning that when one redeems his Ravai produce, then he has to, and it's his own Ravai produce on his own money, he'll have to add extra 25%. And also there's a lach of Beer. Beer is that um, there's a deadline, if you recall, at the, and we'll get to that more in, later in this parak at further length. Um, there's a requirement in the Erev Pesach of the fourth and seventh year of the Shemitah cycle um, to have squared away all one's tithing requirements, etc. And um, whatever hasn't been squared away has to be destroyed, be or to be destroyed, or at least to be um, relinquished ownership to, to make it hefker. And those halachas also would apply to Ravai, according to Beis Hillel, meaning that there's a deadline for Ravai, and if you haven't eaten in Yerushalayim, uh, by the deadline, then it has to be destroyed. Whereas Beis Hill will say, no, no such thing. There's no deadline. You can take your Ravai to Yerushalayim even, you know, there's no deadline after the after the fourth year, etc. There's no deadline. Um, just uh, two points of clarification before we see the Mishnah inside. The first is, the Mishnah, once again, will refer to it as Ker- <clears throat> Kerem Ravai, a fourth year vineyard. And um, again, that's if that's the correct gear, it says actually Machlokas Amaraim, the halach is that it should be Neta Ravai, all fourth year uh, tree fruit, although you'll see in this Mishnah that there's really a focus on, on grapes per se, as you'll see in a moment. 
Um, the second thing I wanted to point out is it slipped my mind, so we'll come back to it. Here, so the Mishnah says inside. Kerem Ravai, fourth year produce of a vineyard, Beishamia Omrim, Ein Lo Chomesh, Vein Lo Bior. There's no such halacha called Chomesh, meaning one does have to redeem it and deconsecrate it onto coins if he's going to eat outside Yerushalayim, but there's no requirement to add a Chomesh, and in Lo Bior, there's no deadline. I guess and I recall the second thing I wanted to say, um, which is there's people get confused often, um, and I want to make sure it's clear. The Din of Ravai, this fourth year produce, has nothing at all to do with the seven-year Shemitah cycle. The seven-year Shemitah cycle functions and applies equally to all produce growing in Eretz Yisrael. Um, you know, the first year and second year, for example, is a Maeser Shani year, and the third year is a Maeser Ani year. Again, four and five are Maeser Shani years. The sixth year is Maeser Ani year, and the seventh year Shemitah, everything is um, declared ownerless um, by the Torah, and commercial activity with produce is forbidden, etc., that has nothing at all to do with the fourth year of produce in the context of Ravai. That fourth year is peculiar to a given tree. So a tree could have its Ravai year in the Shemitah year, not in the Shemitah year, just whenever it's four years old, if you will. And again, we'll discuss how to define the age of a tree in Mesechus Orla, not too far from now. But anyways, here it says that there's no Bior, it says Beishamai, that is to say that there's no deadline. You could you could uh, hold on to your fourth year produce um and definitely take it to Shalim and deal with the coins and have the coins sit around in perpetuity, says Beishami, because again, we don't learn those halachas from Meisr Sheni. Ubeisil Omrim, Yeshlo. Beisil says, no, the halachas really are connected to Sheni to, to Ravai, and therefore there is a requirement to add the Chomish if you redeem your own Meisr, your own Ravai, and uh, there's also a requirement for beer in the deadlines of Erev Pesach on the fourth and seventh year of the Shemitah cycle. Beishami Omrim, Beishami also say, Yeshlo peret v'yeshlo olelos. Um, there's a requirement to leave the gifts of peret and olos. You recall from Masechus Peah that there's certain gifts that one leaves when he's harvesting his uh, vineyard. Amongst them are peret. If one or two grapes fall loose when they're getting picked, and you have to leave those for the neum, that's peret. And olos is a requirement to leave um, strangely shaped grape clusters that or an, an olel is a clutch that lacks both the katef, meaning the literally the shoulder that the grapes are pushing up the lower um, of the grape cluster, the the lower sprigs are pushing up on the grapes and making like a like a triangular shoulder pressed up shape, and it also lacks a natef, which is a, a drop at the bottom. There's no um, grapes come at the very bottom of the central uh, shaft, the central sharvit of the grape cluster. In any case, that's an olel and must be left for aniyim. Since Beishamai hold that the Ravai produce is Maman Bailim, it's property of the of the farmer himself, so therefore he has the obligations, like he always does, to leave uh, gifts to the poor, including Peret and Olos, and that being the case, the din would be that the poor people who collect the Peret and Olos for themselves would have to, again, redeem it onto coins and take it to Yerushalayim, or eat these grapes in Yerushalayim. Beishamai doesn't actually hold this thing special about Peret and Olos, meaning he would also agree that there's an obligation to leave Peya and an obligation of Sheikh of if they're forgotten grapes during the harvest. Um, one can't go back for those. Those are all left for the poor people. And again, they'll have to be um, notified based on how we said before, leaving the clod of earth or clods of earth around, signifying that this is a uh, revived vineyard and they'll have to redeem it or take it to Shalim, etc.
The mission says, inside again, And the poor who collect these gifts that are left for them will have to redeem it themselves. Beishillel say, no, it all goes to the press. That is to say, according to Beishillel, since revived produce is mamon gavoa, it's God's property, and that's tantamount to calling it hectish. And you'll recall maybe from Masechah's Peah that um, a vineyard, for example, that's owned by the base of Mikdash, someone consecrated to the base of Mikdash, if it's harvested through the gizbar, the the functionary of the base of Mikdash, um, he does not need, or the base of Mikdash does not need to leave the various gifts to the poor. It's exempt from those gifts. Um, so similarly, Beis Hill hold that the fourth-year produce um, is Maman Gavo, it's God's property, it's hektish, equal to hektish, and therefore it does not need to have any gifts left behind. So that means Kul Lagas, one takes all the grapes, even the Olelos, Peret, etc., presses it, gets the wine, and takes that wine to Yerushalayim, or redeems it um, privately based on the normal halachas of Ravai. Halach, of course, is like Beis Hillel, and it's worth noting we have this Mishnah already in Peah, and this Mishnah will appear again in Edios, because this is a Mishnah where Beis Hillel is actually the Machmir, um, which is relatively uncharacteristic. Here, Beis Hillel says there's certain restrictions on Ravai that Beis Shammai said aren't there. Um, so this is a case where Beis Hillel is the Machmir, and therefore it f- finds its way to Masech's Edios, where the comprehensive list of scenarios where Beis Shammai is the Mekel and Beis Hillel is the Machmir appear.